Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. <laughs> then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, and Mama, please, darling, you. it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus and from where the bus stops, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. 
And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed, and for you, I'll change the sheets, and I'll give them an aspirin so they shouldn't yell, and I'll clean up the house, and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? Sam, your husband! My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? <laughs> No, this is Tremont 7, 1177. Does that mean you're not coming? JM in the AM. For many, that is the, uh, <laughs> that is the signal that it is actually the month of Adar, or in this case, the uh, Rosh Chodesh of Adar, because uh, I guess the official month of Adar doesn't begin tonight, the way Rosh Chodesh works. Uh, but that is a, uh, that is to say the least, one of the, um, <laughs> one of the highlights of the collection of comedy segments that we love to play during the month of Adar here at JM in the AM. And, uh, again, I guess that's a signal that it is time for Mishanichnas Adar, Marbim Bisimcha. Before that, Mordechai Shapiro with Modem, Mishanichnas Adar was done by Paul Zim. You heard Aish brand new from volume three with Bayom Hahu. And of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this February, and a good Chodesh. It's Tuesday on this February the 25th, day 30 in the month of Shvat, the year 5780, Tuf Shin Pei. It is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar. Uh, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh today, including Yalav Yavo, uh, Halel, or half Halel, I should say, special Torah reading, Musaf, Baruch whatever your custom calls for on a Rosh Chodesh morning. Keep that all in mind. It'll be Rosh Chodesh today, Tuesday, and tomorrow, Wednesday. 46 degrees, 77% humidity, winds of southwest at 3 miles per hour. Showers today with a high of 51 than tonight. Showers early and a low of 45 degrees. Tomorrow afternoon showers and a high Wednesday, 49 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 49. We're at 46 in New York City as we say good morning at uh, JM in the AM. And uh, yes, it is Nahum Siegel who you're hearing, and uh, I've got to thank a lot of people who uh, took over during my absence, uh, and they include, in no particular order, but I do usually start with those who, uh, with those who host uh, on my behalf. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Yoni Pollock and uh, Mark Zamek and uh, Avrami Finkelstein, all of whom uh, sat in and, uh, and uh, hosted JM in the AM during the few days that I was out, and I thank them very much. And, of course, uh, additional thanks to everybody on the uh, NSN team, uh, including our general manager, Miriam L. Wallach, and our uh, chief of staff, um, Gigal Siegel, and uh, everybody who had a role in uh, keeping things going as... Um, I took a short break. So a big, big thank you to everyone. Hope I didn't leave anyone out. It's early in the morning, but I think I got everyone. <laughs> Cer certainly with the with these blanket statement of all staff members of the Nahum Siegel Network, 
and I should say volunteers as well. Uh, that certainly does cover a a bunch of wonderful people who are uh, who are always paying careful attention to what needs to be done, what they can do on behalf of the network and its listeners. So a big, big thank you to everybody. And uh, great to be back. Rosh Chodesh Adar, Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha. We should continue to celebrate Smachot, wonderful news together. And um, and just keep it going. Simple as that. We have special guests coming in this morning. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, Makar Chaim uh, institution and uh, some of the things you need to know about them uh, who are in Israel and about them, or they, I should say, who are touring the U.S. We'll give you all that information. And um, we have big news, of course, from Yeshiva University's men's basketball team. Since the last time I've spoken to you, uh, they've uh, added to their winning streak. They're on a 24-game winning streak as they stand 24-1, and and the regular season is now over. Playoffs begin tonight. Uh, those of us who will be in the Max Stern Athletic Center to see the game live and in person, make sure to get there early. Those of you, or those of us, I should say, who are not able to be in the arena tonight will be glued to Max Live, M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E, uh, in order to uh, follow the action starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And we're looking forward, Bezrat Hashem, to a great victory tonight. In the first round of the playoffs, we're going to try to get Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the YU Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, to join us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Elliot Weiselberg will have the Yeshiva League sports update in the 7 o'clock hour. That'll be at 7.20 this morning. And um, uh, the Israeli election, as you know, is now less than a week away. We've got to talk about that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about and a lot of things going on, that's for sure. And it's good to be back in this chair. And again, my thanks to the hosts who uh, took over uh, during my absence. That would be Yoni Pollock, Mark Zamek, and uh, Avrami Finkelstein. And again, a very special thank you to uh, Miriam L. Wallach for coordinating everything, which is a, a daily occurrence here. Um, so it's not at all out of the ordinary, but of course... Uh, uh, when uh, changes have to be made at the last minute and decisions have to be made um, uh, minute to minute, uh, it's good to have somebody uh, competent in charge to do that. And in her case, it's not just competence, but uh, she handles it in a very, very um, a professional manner, which is greatly appreciated. Professional and efficient, which is greatly appreciated. Tuesday morning, Rosh Chodesh Adar here at JM in the AM. More comedy segments coming up, as you can imagine. Uh, we'll definitely get to those. This is brand new from Eighth Day, and you're listening to a Rosh Chodesh Adar morning at JM in the AM. If you got money, you can travel. Sorry about that. So anxious I was. So anxious I was to get back to our comedy segments that I actually <laughs> almost played another one for you right away. Eighth Day at JM in the AM. When my heart is full of joy, I got that brand new toy. I communicate, communicate. When my lunch falls on the floor, lay for the bus and they close the door. I communicate, communicate. Talking has a way of pulling smiles from a frown. Sharing can turn your situation around. 
When your new bike gets a flat Or the coach won't let you bat Communicate Communicate It's hard to lift a ton When you're the only one But with two We can carry through Talking has a way of pulling smiles from a frown Sharing can turn your situation around Heartbreak won't go away Sharing your feelings is the only way So call your brother Ellie Call your sister in seminary Call your cousin Benny Call me, I'm always ready Shalom, 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 shalom
Men ich leg ball, biadramal, komm biadramal. Ani 
ניסים, אני יודע שיש אלוקים, והוא בורא עולם, הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי. Thank you. 
come to order. Mr. Rabinowitz, you are the foreman of the jury. Have you reached a verdict? Judge, Your Honor, we have been listening to the facts in this case for six weeks, and it has been a wonderful experience for us all. We, the jury, would like to thank you for the way you have conducted this case. Thank you, Mr. Rabinowitz. But the verdict, please. Certainly, Your Honor. We, the jury, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Fine, Mr. Landsberg, the lovely Mrs. Belkowitz. Thank you, Mr. Robinowitz. You're welcome. Mr. Robinowitz, the verdict. Coming, Your Honor. Mr. Goldberg, Mr. Katz, Mr. Stein, Mrs. Cantor, Mr. I'm not lovely. The lovely Mrs. Cantor. Lovely. Mr. Rabinowitz. Mr. Finkelstein, Mr. Bloom, and Mr. Pinkus the Furrier. <laughs> Your Honor, the 12 of us have spent the past four days in the jury room debating this case. And we examined the evidence pro and con and backwards and forwards to decide in the American way, did he or didn't he do it? <laughs> Mr. Rabinowitz, the verdict, and now. Immediately, Your Honor. <laughs> we, the jury, after careful deliberation on this case, have decided we shouldn't mix in. <laughs> Jam in the AM, it's Adar. Tuesday morning on this first day of Rosh Chodesh. Thanks so much for tuning in. I welcome uh, your comments from around the world, after all. Uh, if anything can generate comments here, it's the uh, comedy segments that we play, that's for sure. <laughs> you heard Dove Hendler with Yehia Chodesh Hazeh. You heard Yaakov Shweki with Ma'amin. Uh, Ellie Mark is in there with uh, Chavivi. And the uh, eighth day opened up the set with the brand new Communicate here at JM in the AM. My name is Nahum Siegel. Great to be back in the uh, the main chair of Worldwide Jewish Broadcasting here at JM in the AM at the Nahum Siegel Network headquarters in New York. And I thank all of you for tuning in, of course. And a big thank you again uh, to those responsible for um, for being here and and um, uh, making sure things would continue during my absence in as best a way as possible. And they, they did a stellar job. Thank you to Yoni Pollock, Mark Zomik, 
of Rami Finkelstein, Miriam L. Wallach, and everybody uh, on the staff and volunteers of the Nahum Segal Network who were so instrumental in uh, making the last few days as smooth as possible. Here we are in Rosh Chodesh Adar. Great to be back. We, of course, have our comedy segments uh, now for a, for a month to enjoy, especially between now and Purim. We love to toss them into the show. And um, and it's good to be here on a, a Tuesday morning broadcast. All of the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh today, including Yalavayavo, Half Hallel, uh, Special Torah Reading, Musaf, Barachinafshin, whatever your custom calls for on this Rosh Chodesh morning. Keep that in mind. Listener Silky says, good morning, Nahum. I love that one. I could say it along with the actresses, but I laugh every time. This Long Island skit is my favorite. Thanks. Happy Adar Silky referring to the one we did earlier, uh, which is uh, entitled The Call from Long Island. <laughs> um, this one says, a happy Rosh Chodesh Nachum, very prosperous month to you and your family. Thanks for the 30-plus years. I've been listening to the comedy segments all year, waiting for them. Thank you very, very much. I'll tell you, nothing like Rosh Chodesh Adar to get everybody uh, to have a smile on their face, and I'm glad we're able to provide it. Quarter before 7 o'clock, our friends from Akor Chaim coming up in the uh, second hour of our show. Uh, we've got uh, Elliot Weiselberg in the Yeshiva League Sports Update. We're trying to secure Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the Yeshiva University Maccabees, who go for 25 in a row and the playoffs tonight. We're trying to get him for the 8 o'clock hour. We'll see if that works out. Uh, an exciting Tuesday here at JMNAM, that's for sure. And again, a big thank you to everybody who uh, who subbed and everybody who stepped in to keep things going uh, both on the air and off the air over the last few days. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our amazing friends at a &H. That's Abels and Hyman. a &H, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli, the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Not only won't you be disappointed, you're going to be thrilled. Simple as that, as will your entire family. Big salute to our friends, uh, Seth and company at A&H, Abels and Hyman, from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM, and we're going to continue uh, with this selection from Benny Friedman.
מרגישים שהעולם כבר ממש מוכן עוד שנה עברה ועוד שבוע נעלם ואנחנו מחכים ומצפים שהוא יגיע כבר ראינו הכל והלב צמא ולא למים רק לשמוע את הקול שיודע מי ומי I did it, 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 I did it,
Campbell, that completes our tour of the camp. And if you like, I'll walk you back to the headquarters building. Oh, yes, thank you, General Berkowitz. You know, it certainly has been a very fulfilling experience here visiting with your troops. I'm, I'm certain my readers will be as impressed as I am with the discipline and precision with which this camp is run, especially since it's an army made up basically of civilians. Thank you, Mr. Campbell. It's always a pleasure showing a member of the press around. Yeah, well, oh, General, uh, excuse me, I... I guess you didn't notice that guard. The, the private we just walked past didn't salute you. He didn't what? He didn't salute me? <laughs> no, General, he didn't. Well, we'll see about that. Soldier, is it true that when I just passed you, that you didn't salute me? That's right, I didn't salute you. What's the matter, Mendel? You're mad at me. <laughs> Another one of those great Adar comedy segments at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and and the Nahum Single Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Before the uh, comedy segment, it was Diaspora with the reunion album, and Ivduas Hashem B'Simcha, after all, Mishanichnas Adar Marvin B'Simcha. Before that, Yisrael Werdiger, Nigun Simcha Chabad. Benny Friedman's Kulanu Neleich, and here we are on a JMNAM Tuesday on this Rosh Chodesh Adar morning. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, including Yalaviyavo and uh, Half Hallel. Special Torah reading, Musaf Barachin Afshin, whatever your custom calls for. Yeshiva League Sports Update coming up just 20 minutes from now with Elliot Weiselberg. We are in the uh, very exciting part of the season, to say the least. 
And my thanks to um, Yoni, um, Mark, Avrami, all those who on the air and off the air handled the last few days during my absence here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Much appreciated. I thank them very, very much. Great to be back in this chair here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Galitzal Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday next at JMN. Galitzal Asha Shtaim, Shalom Rav Khan, Eila Mismailo, Vimashe Korechshav. נשיא מצרים לשעבר חוסני מוברק מת בגיל 91. כתב את הערבים דורון קדוש. מוברק כיהן כשליט מצרים בין השנים 1981 עד 2011, שנת האביב הערבי במצרים, אז התפטר מתפקידו בעקבות ההפגנות העממיות נגדו. לאחר מכן הוא נעצר, הועמד למשפט ואף הורשע על הרג מפגינים, אך זוכה מאישום זה במשפט חוזר שנערך לו. ב-2015 הוא הורשע בפרשת שחיתות ונשלח לכלא, ממנו השתחרר לפני שלוש שנים. במצרים מדווחים בדקות האחרונות על מותו, והוא בן 91. התפשטות נגיף הקורונה, מקרה ראשון של המחלה, הובחן גם באי סיציליה שבדרום איטליה. מדובר באזור שאינו כלול באזהרת המסע שפרסמה אתמול ישראל. באי הספרדי תנריף נצורים כאלף תיירים במלון, לאחר שאחד מאורחיו שהגיע מאיטליה אובחן כנגוע בנגיף. באיראן מספר המתים מהמחלה עלה ל-16 ומניין הנדבקים הוא כמעט 100. משרד הבריאות בטהרן ממליץ לאזרחים להימנע מיציאה מבתיהם לפעולות שאינן הכרחיות. ובישראל אישה שנדבקה בקורונה על ספינת דיימונד פרינסס ביפן החלימה. כתבנו לענייני בריאות, מאיר מרציאנו. הישראלית נדבקה על ספינת הדיימונד פרינסס ביפן ומבדיקות שנלקחו ממנה בימים האחרונים התגלה כי היא החלימה מהנגיף. משפחתה מקווה כי בזמן הקרוב היא תוכל להשתחרר מבית החולים ביפן ולשוב ארצה. בסך הכל ברחבי העולם 27,000 בני אדם החלימו מהנגיף, פי עשרה ממספר המתים. הלחימה בדרום. בצה"ל אומרים שכמאה רקטות שוגרו לישראל בתוך יומיים. עלות ירות הרקטות היא 70 מיליון שקלים, מדווח כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. בסבב הלחימה האחרון שיגר הג'יהאד כמאה רקטות, מעל 90 אחוזי הצלחה נרשמו לירות של לוחמי כיפת ברזל. אלא שבזמן שעלות רקטה עזתית היא אלפי שקלים בודדים, עלות טיל מיירט של כיפת ברזל היא 100 אלף דולר. כך עלות היירוטים לישראל עומדת על מעל ל-20 מיליון דולר, לא פחות מ-70 מיליון שקלים ביממה אחת. תגובות מימין ומשמאל בעקבות הצהרת ראש הממשלה נתניהו שיקדם את הבנייה בשטח E1 בין ירושלים למעלה אדומים. כתבנו בשטחים יאיר אורבייטו. זו בשורה ענקית להתיישבות הישראלית ביהודה שומרון ובקעת הירדן, שמחכה כבר מעל לעשור וחצי לאישור התב"ע באזור E1. כך אמר יושב ראש מועצת יש"ע דוד אלחייני בתגובה על הודעת נתניהו כי בכוונתו לפרסם תוכנית לבניית 3,500 יחידות דיור באי אחת. בשלום עכשיו מאידך גינו את ההחלטה ומסרו נתניהו מוכר את האינטרסים הלאומיים של ישראל וגורר אותנו למציאות של מדינה דו-לאומית הכל בשביל לקושש קולות מנוער הגבעות הוארך ביום נוסף מעצרו של הרב ברלנד, החשוד שהבטיח לרפא חולים בסרטן ונתן להם סוכריות כתרופות. כתבנו יובל שגב מוסר כי השופט ביאלין אמר בדיון שמצבו הרפואי של ברלנד והתעכבות החקירה מצדיקות שקילה של חלופה למעצר. ותחזית מזג האוויר ממטרים לפרקים ברוב אזורי הארץ, ייתכנו סופות רעמים יחידות, קיים חשש חמור לשיטפונות בנחלי הדרום והמזרח. בשעות הקרובות הגשמים ייחלשו בהדרגה. אלה החדשות שעורך אילן אהרונוב.
It's the end. It's been a good life, but it's the end. Where is my son Simo that came to see me from California? Hello, Papa. Goodbye, Simo. <laughs> Simo, my son, it's the end. Don't say that, Papa. It's not the end. Even at the end, my own son is telling me what to say. <laughs> Simo, my boy, believe me, it's the end. All right, Papa, I believe you. It's the end. Simo, I liked it better when you were arguing with me. Papa, is there anything I can get for you? Yes. One thing before I go. I would like one piece of Mama's delicious apple strudel. It's my last wish. I'll get it for you, Papa. What else could a man want but the taste of Mama's apple strudel on his lips when he goes? I'm a lucky man. I'm back, Papa. Oh, good. The apple strudel. No, Papa. I didn't get it. Mama says you can't have any. What do you mean? Can't have any. She said the strudel is for after the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. JM in the AM. It must be Adar. In fact, it is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar, a two-day Rosh Chodesh, today and tomorrow. And thanks for joining us. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh uh, during your tefillot, during your prayers, during your davening today. 46 degrees, showers, and a high temperature of 51. You heard La Yehudim from Yossi Green before that. A great Adar selection. 12 minutes after 7 o'clock. A big thank you to everybody who took over while I was away. My name is Nahum Siegel, and it's great to be back in this uh, JM and the AM chair. Big thank you to... Um, uh, to uh, Yoni Pollock and Mark Zamek and Avrami Finkelstein, who officially subbed... And, of course, to Miriam L. Wallach and all the great staff and volunteers of the Nahum Siegel Network for all their help over the last few days. Great to be back in this chair, and I thank you all for tuning in. I remind you that our friends at ArtScroll have the uh, incredible brand-new Zara Shimshon on Megillah Sester. And if you use the promo code radio, guess what? 15% off. Go to ArtScroll.com. Go to ArtScroll.com. Bringing the study of Zara Shimshon to a whole new level, thousands have discovered the beautiful and original Torah thoughts and remarkable school of the Zerah Shimshon. Now, Art Scroll presents the Zerah Shimshon on Megillah Esther, the first in a multi-volume series on the commentary that has captivated the Torah world. The full text of Zerah Shimshon's commentary on Megillah Esther, with an elucidated translation designed to help the reader follow the Zerah Shimshon's often complex ideas, an introduction to each drush with explanations to enhance the understanding of his commentary and explanatory notes that offer important background material. Go to uh, artscroll.com. You'll see it there on the uh, homepage. Zara Shimshon on Megillah Sester. Utilize the promo code radio. You should always use the promo code radio. You never know what kind of discount you'll get. Uh, but in this case, use the promo code radio for a 15% savings uh, 
at artscroll.com. And uh, it is uh, certainly well worth it to go and check that out. Go to artscroll.com and enjoy. She University men's basketball team goes for their first playoff win tonight. They're 24-1. and We're going to try to get Elliot Steinmetz, their coach, on before 9 o'clock this morning here at JMNAM. Our friends from Akar Chaim are coming by. Elliot Weiselberg is up next with the um, Yeshiva League Sports Update and plenty more. It is a Tuesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. This is brand new from Aish, volume number three.
Madam, I am a doctor. Oi, doctor, have I got a daughter for you? <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. It's Rosh Chodesh Adar. Our comedy segments are dominating on this Tuesday morning. Great to be back, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> it is Tuesday, Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, and I thank you for tuning in to J.M. in the A.M. Ah, that is funny. That is funny, and they all are funny, even if we've heard them a million times before. As many people on the app have commented this morning, and they've heard them a million times before, but hey, they're still funny. Uh, if you want to comment on the app, go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Well, it's time for our Yeshiva League sports update. We're getting very close to the uh, end of the Yeshiva League in many of the sports. It's a very hot time of year. Uh, plus, the Sarachek tournament's coming up. Elliot Weiselberg with a lot of details about a lot of action that's happening uh, in the Yeshiva League. It's Yeshiva League sports update time here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. The playoffs roll on and March is almost here. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. Favorites go down as both hockey leagues have their semifinals set and basketball is not far behind. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. We'll start off from Varsity Hockey, where upset was a name of the game this week. It started off well for top seeds, as East Champion DRS took out TABC for the second year in a row by the score of 3-1 behind two goals from senior Kobe Kasdan. After that, things got very, very crazy. Those DRS fans hoping for revenge in a championship rematch with Frisch will be sorely disappointed as the defending champs and current Western Conference champions could not overcome two first-period goals by West Fitz Seed Ramaz in a 2-1 Rams win in Frisch for their second win over the Cougars this season. Junior Eitan Linhart and senior Eddie Catton scored the Ramaz goals. Ramaz now becomes the first-ever play-in team to make it to the semifinals where they will play the Kushner Cobras. The West number 3 seed went on the road last night and battled back from a 2-0 deficit to Rambam to win 3-2 and will now host their first semifinal in school history. Junior Max Orbach scored with 4.03 left to break the tie. As for the last quarterfinal, that too would see an upset as East number 3 Hafter built a 3-0 lead and cruised to a 4-1 win over SAR to advance to meet up with DRS in a Long Island showdown. For those keeping count, the semifinals will now feature a number 1 seed, two number 3 seeds, and for the first time under this format, a number 5 seed. 
We move over to JV Hockey, where TABC now knows which three teams will join it in the semifinals. The Storm will travel to DRS on the heels of the Wildcats' 5-0 win over MTA. Sophomore Shlomo Katz started the festivities off for DRS, and they would never look back. Sophomore Fra'el Gamal nailed down the shutout for the Cats. The two teams will meet for the second time this year after TABC took the regular season match 2-0 and will meet in the semifinals for the second year in a row after TABC dropped DRS in TABC last year. In the other semifinal, SAR and Frisch will meet up in an all-West showdown after complete drubbings of their Eastern Conference opponents, Rambam and YDE. SAR took both meetings and will host when the two get together with a ticket to the finals on the line. There were no big surprises in varsity basketball, where all four home teams walked away with quarterfinal berths. West number 3 TABC got back on the winning track after stumbling into the playoffs, knocking off Frisch 57-54, overcoming senior Max Zakheim's 28 points to meet up with Mag and David Thursday night, with both junior classes having last year's JV Finals fresh in their minds. That night will also see the other half of that bracket compete as DRS will head into West Champion Hillel. The other half of the playoffs saw SAR advance 48-47 on an overtime free throw by senior John Hyman to play East Champion Hafter tomorrow night. The final matchup will have West number 2 Heschel taking on East number 3 Shari Torah following the Stars' win over YDE. JV basketball is set for quarterfinal action, which kicks off tonight in Flatbush, and we will know by tomorrow night who will compete in semifinal contests. The Falcons will host the West No. 3 TABC Storm, who advanced after avenging a regular season loss to MTA 44-37. Whomever the winner will be will take on the winner of West No. 1 SAR and North Shore taking place Wednesday night. Also on Wednesday night, Mag and David travels to Frisch with the winner to meet the winner of East Champion DRS and Hillel, who held off from Maz Wednesday night 49-46. Both leagues are gearing up for their championships, taking place March 8th in the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University, and will be brought to you by Max Live and the Yeshiva Sports Network. Stay tuned next week for more information on how you can be part of the action. Finally, in girls' basketball, the varsity championships will be determined tonight when defending champion SAR travels to Hafter and West champion Maya Node hosts Frisch in a Western Conference grudge match with tickets to be punched to the championship on March 8th in TABC. And in girls' JV, number 3 seed SAR downed Hafter to advance to the semifinals in North Shore. The winner of that contest will meet either Frisch or Flatbush, who play tonight in Frisch, with one team walking away with a championship berth. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. JM in the AM. Thank you, Elliot. And as I said, Yeshiva League action is really heating up. After all, this is the time of year. Uh, playoffs in very, very serious mode. And, of course, uh, the championships and the Sarachek tournament all right around the corner. Plus, tonight we have a big Yeshiva University game. The YU Yeshiva University Maccabees, the men's basketball team, go for 25 in a row. But tonight's a little bit different. It's a playoff game. It's a playoff game, the first playoff game in the Skyline Tournament uh, that uh, will end on Sunday. Well, actually, if why, yeah, I, I, it ends this weekend. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm not jinxing anything. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were wishing the best of luck to Coach Elliot Steinmetz and the entire team. We're getting ready to uh, speak with him later on this morning. Hopefully in the 8 o'clock hour, he'll join us here at JM in the AM. Also, we have special guests who are going to be visiting us from Makora Chaim. We're looking forward to their visit. Uh, they'll be here in a few minutes from now, Bezrat Hashem. Also, I remind you, voteoic.org. Don't forget to vote in the uh, World Zionist Congress elections. It's voteoic.org. It's slate number four. Slate number four, voteoic.org. 
and um, you want to make sure to vote. We're on that slate, as you know. We'll talk more about it as we get closer to the final day of the election, which is Shushan Purim. Uh, but don't forget, voteoic.org. Very important to uh, take care of that responsibility and to do so as soon as possible. We'll go a drop early to Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebner Biosav Alevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Biosav Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is Rosh Chodesh Adar. Adar has the mazel of dogim, of fish. That's the sign for the month of Adar. Chazal tell us that Klal Yisrael is comparable to fish in many different ways. One, fish during the times of Noah did not corrupt their way, and therefore the flood was brought on the world during which the fish could survive. The idea being that just like the fish remained with their own species in holiness, so too Klal Yisrael is to remain with great holiness, Bikdusha Uptahara, and with purity, meaning that all of the things that we do during the day and evening should be moral and just. The next is that the fish, as much as they have water, when someone is going to pour more water into that water, the fish will try to get more water. They will go up towards the top as if they're going to consume more and more water. The same thing is with our Jewish people. The more Torah that we get, the more that we want. We never have enough. That was obvious at the time of the Siyum Ashas, when so many people wanted more and more, and so many additional shiurim, more classes, more Torah study classes were made. That's significant of Klal Yisrael. We also know that many fish swim in pools. They swarm together, and they swim together. Similarly, Klal Yisrael shall stay ba'achdus, unified, always together, together as one mind and one heart. It is interesting to note that the great Belzer Rebbe said that when one eats fish, particularly on Shabbos, it has a very interesting charm, a skula to it, and that is that during the week, the person will not worry. They won't be upset. He says that the Loshan of Dog and Daga are similar. We find them in Tanakh. That fish and worry are very similar and their meanings can sometimes be interchanged. The same thing is that if a person will eat fish, they will have the skula that they won't worry or be upset about things that happen in daily life. On this Rosh Chodesh Adar, we want to give a bracha to the entire Klal Yisrael that we should have a month of simcha, a month of happiness, a month of joy, a month without worry. And Bez Hashem, may this be the month that we see Mashiach Tzidkenu, Bimheir of Yameinu. This is Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a good Chodesh. Ani Purim, Ani Purim, Sameach Umbadeach Halo Rakpam, Bashana Avole Hittareach La 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 Ani Purim, Ani Purim, Sameach Umbadeach Halo Rakpam 
פעם בשנה אבוא להתארח. שנים שיר וריקודים. הבה נרישה רש רש רש, הבה נרישה רש רש רש, הבה נרישה רש רש רש, כבר השנים. Oh, 
J.M. and the A.M. It's a Tuesday morning on this Rosh Chodesh morning. Rosh Chodesh Adar. We're celebrating Rosh Chodesh Adar, and we're celebrating with some great friends who are in our studio this morning. Uh, you recall that Jesse Baumel, the director of development for the Makar Chaim Institutions, was here just a few days ago. We had an amazing conversation about uh, what's going on at Makar Chaim and what is happening here in the United States uh, during these few days between now and uh, the 1st of March. And he has brought along with him today two very special guests that we're going to meet and speak with on this uh, Tuesday morning Rosh Chodesh. Let me remind everybody uh, that there is a uh, there's a tour schedule, if you will. Rabbi Dov Singer, Rosh Yeshivat Makor Chaim in Kfar Etzion, uh, just south of Jerusalem, and head of the Renewal Study Center, is a recognized trailblazer in Israeli education and Jewish spirituality. He has attracted thousands of Jews of all backgrounds to workshops and prayer events to explore and enhance spirituality while going beyond ritual, quote, choreography. He has taught generations of students, young and old, how to talk and listen to one another, and as a result, how to create a personal connection with the divine. His unifying leadership is widely felt during the search for his students who were kidnapped and murdered, you will recall, in the summer of 2014. The schedule is as follows before we introduce our guests. Uh, this past Shabbat, he was actually scholar-in-residence um, with uh, Yossi Baumol down at the Boca Raton Synagogue in Florida. I hope everyone had an opportunity to uh, enjoy that. Yesterday, in fact, he was again part of the Wayu Yarche Kala down at BRS in Florida. Last night at the Young Israel of New Rochelle, tonight is the main New York City event. Tonight, if you have an opportunity... At 7 p.m. this evening at Lincoln Square Synagogue, it'll be the main New York City event, and we'll find out what that means in terms of it being the main event of this tour in just a moment. Tomorrow night, he's at Congregation Renat Yisrael in Teaneck, New Jersey. That begins at 7.30 p.m. Uh, and then this uh, Thursday through Shabbat, Spirituality and Education Conference and Community Shabbaton that's happening at the Fuchs Mizrahi School in Cleveland. We have listeners out there in Cleveland, those of you who are uh, in town for this Shabbat. Uh, you have something special coming to town. And Sunday, finally, uh, it all concludes this tour uh, on March the 1st. is coming Sunday at the Angizul of Woodmere, beginning at 9.15 in the morning, as he'll be visiting one of the largest uh, Jewish communities in the area. And with all this in mind, I say Boker Tov, and welcome back to these airwaves, the Director of Development of Makor Chaim Institutions, Yossi Baumel. Shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. It's always a pleasure to be here, Nachum. I appreciate that. Nice to see you again. What does it mean that tonight is the main New York City event? Well, let me just give you a little background. Uh, about two years ago, Rav Dozinger published a, a best-selling book called Tikon Tefilati in Israel, which is called, it has recipes for davening, recipes for connecting with Hashem. Uh, and it was a hit, is a bestseller. It sold out a number of times, again and again. And then we decided we were going to translate it in English. And the book just came out uh, at the. I bought the first book at the uh, <laughs> at the YU Sperm sale uh, three weeks ago. And uh, we planned that to bring Rav Dove here to try and get people to understand the revolution that we're trying to lead in spirituality in Israel. Maybe exported a bit of it to the United States. So every one of these events, in addition to being an appearance and I assume a speech, is actually a book launch as well. That's true, but it was very interesting. Last night when we had uh, close to 100 people at the new, new, Young Israel of New Rochelle, 
And a lady came over to us and said, you know, the kind of show you guys put on, there's no words for it, no explanation. It's a mixture of a tish and a coaching uh, miss, miss co coaching uh, oh, like a life, life coaching? And, and, and learning Torah and uh, singing. And there, was music, there was music involved. Oh, right. yes. We had uh, David, uh, right. David Ziff was, was playing, and we had uh, our guest here, uh, Ephraim Engelmeyer. We'll talk about him in a moment. Also a musician. He's also a musician. Boy, he oh, came to, to play. Uh, you and, travel with the band, I see. And not only that, we have we have our four students who are exchange students at MTA. Right. And each of them, knows the, the requirement to go on the program to the MTA is that they have to speak English and they have to know how to play music. So uh, we had a six-piece band, actually, over there last night. It was really unbelievable. Boy, that's pressure on their parents. they got to know English and know an instrument. Interesting. Um, and all this happened last night. Young Israel, New Rochelle. The name of the book is, in English... Prepare My Prayer. Prepare My Prayer. Yeah, did, did the people at YU say that it was gobbled up? Did they say it was doing well? It, it, the first shipment sold out within two nice. days, and they sold it out again at the by the end of the... Uh, I don't know how many times. Right. They, it was sold out at the end of the farm sale. Last night with... Uh, let's say 80, 90 people. We had uh, we sold out forty sold forty books uh, on the spot. It's sometimes hard to translate a book from Hebrew to English and get all the nuances and you know and and have it be as attractive uh, to an English speaking crowd. Yeah. Am I right about that? You're right. And we were looking high and low for a translator who, on one hand, does, it, does her, his or her job well and also knows what Rovdov is trying to do. Right. And Leah Hartman, who's the the Rebetzin of Rabbi Raz Hartman in Nachlaot. Uh, she's the one who translated, and she did a fantastic job. And it's she a really Koran did. release officially, right? It's a, it's a Magid book. Magid under yeah, Koran, under right? Koran, right. So if you go to the Koran website, for instance, you're going to find it there. Right. You can get it. You can buy it at Amazon. You can buy right. it at uh, Prepare My Prayer on Amazon or on uh, at Koran. And you do say it's going to change the way people daven, the way they approach God. Somebody else came over to last night and said the book changed their life. Uh, maybe I'll let Ephraim tell the story. He told his wife the story so nicely on the phone on the way here. Now, I, so. I'll, we're going to get to Ephraim in a minute. What does it mean that tonight's the main event? Well, in the other places, basically what we do is we have a little music and we have a little Torah learning and a little a little exercises right. and trying to connect up to yourself and, and, and to, to something beyond uh, our day-to-day -day life. Uh, and that and that we did last night, and that's what we're going to do every place we're going to be, except tonight, in addition to that, we're going to have uh, our other guest here, uh, Mark Gottlieb, uh, who we'll talk about him also in a moment, who will be opening up the program. And then there'll be a question and answer uh, session uh, with Rabbi Josh Rosenfeld, the assistant rabbi of uh, Lincoln Square, who's a big fan. Uh, and then Rav Dov will do his thing with the music and with the with the Torah, and and, and then uh, we'll finish up, and it'll be and and the idea is to have people who are in Manhattan. There's going to be food. Uh, oh, nice. and I have to point out, it's, it's, <laughs> we're not charging anything. The first hundred people who come will get fed for sure. The first hundred people. <laughs> You're taking care of that, huh? <laughs> uh, so, so uh, at least. So. Uh, Come early, and uh, it'll be a very special event. And we're not charging anything. We're right. doing this because we want people to get to learn about the new... And they will be able to buy the book, obviously. Obviously, right. yeah. And um, Dove tries to sign it also for you. So, so if someone's near New York City tonight, and they really, you know, they have nothing on their schedule, you're telling these listeners right now who are in that situation that tonight could have a major impact on their life, and they should try to set aside the time and come this evening. To absolutely, the absolutely. All right, that happens this evening. Everybody can go to makarchayim.org, makarchayim.org, or dial 917-929-8525, 917-929-8525. And obviously during the week, we'll remind everybody about the other events tomorrow night in Teaneck, Thursday through Shabbat in 
Cleveland, and Sunday, the big event in uh, the five towns of the young Israel of Woodmere. You've brought along two special guests this morning, one of whom is uh, quite familiar to this audience. Rabbi Mark Gottlieb is here. He's president of Makor Chaim USA. He is uh, a senior director of the Tikva Fund. At one time, he was the head of school and did quite a nice job, to say the least at uh, the Marsha Stern Talmudical Academy, Yeshua University High School for Boys. Rabbi Gottlieb, it is an absolute pleasure to see you and to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thanks so much, Nachum. It's uh, good to see you again. And I'm wondering if your listeners know who Stretch is. <laughs> Very good. Some do and some don't. What uh, years was it that you were, what years were they in, uh, in MTA? What, what years are those? Uh, I arrived at MTA in 2005, and... I was there until 2011. And you are responsible, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, Yossi, for this whole Makar Chaim MTA relationship, right? I'll correct Yossi. <laughs> <laughs> you'll make sure he knows you're responsible. It How predates does this, Yossi. Now, in all seriousness, you know, and we're somewhat familiar with what the with the a tremendous amount of work that heads of school in yeshiva high schools in the New York area have. I would think the furthest thing from your mind as a head of school is developing an exchange program for high school students. How did this come about? Well, looking back, I think it it probably one of the best things that happened uh, during my tenure. So I, I've thought about it a lot before and since. These things are definitely hashgacha pratis. There's no question that the way I came to Makor Chaim, to Rav Dov, uh, was totally providential. Uh, I was the principal at the Maimonides School prior to returning to my alma mater to MTA. Right. That was up in Boston. Up in Boston and Brookline from right. 2000 to 2005. And I can't be certain of, of, of the year. I think it was probably 2003, late 2003, maybe early 2004, when I met a shaliach from the Aleph Institute. Mm -hmm. The Aleph Institute, as you may know, is Rav Steinsaltz's educational arm right. here based in the United States, um, but working, operating internationally. And his name was associated with And Rav Steinsaltz was the founder uh, of, he's the, still the Nasi, the titular head, the f president of Makor Chaim institutions, all the Makor Chaim institutions, the, the lower school, so to speak, the high school, the, the Masifta, as well as, as the Beis Medrash. And he had seated in a number of communities across the world, uh, shlichim, um, very much in the spirit of Chabad. Uh, Rav Steinsaltz, as our listeners may know, right. is, is a devotee, is a shtickle Chabad. Uh, and the notion of sending emissaries, sending shlichim to uh, different parts of the Jewish community that needed strengthening, that needed chizuk, something that Rav Steinsaltz, not on the huge scale, not on the gargantuan scale of, of Chabad, of course, but in his own meaningful way. And Dafka in the Boston area, in the larger Boston area, in, in the north shore of Boston, Marblehead, uh, Salem, uh, there was a shliach, and uh, his name was Rav Cohen. And I met him at a chance event, and he, we started just talking, and before long he was telling me that he had been on the faculty of Makor Chaim, and he was describing this revolutionary approach to Chinuch, where the first revolution is simply being deliberate and thoughtful and reflective about the act of Chinuch, the very enterprise of, of Jewish education. Um, that, I thought, was, was striking. 
And then when he told me more, I was just riveted that this is a place where the students take an active part in in the leadership of, of the school in a meaningful way, not simply, you know, student government at a superficial level, but deeply immersive, deep structures of leadership uh, and organization are are held by the students and the students and the faculty enjoy an incredibly deep and um, significant relationship both within the base medrash and outside. And the the notion that tefillah, authenticity, spirituality, words that we invoke often, but we don't often go beyond one or two lines to really dig deeper into what these central ideals are. And I was hearing this incredible story of, of a school, of a high school that uh, did all these things and that was led by uh, this man, Rav Dov Zinger. So I, I vowed that I'd have to meet this man. <laughs> and on my next trip to Eretz Yisrael, I actually visited the yeshiva. And from that visit, the kernel of an idea um, came about that we could, in America, um, have a taste of this type of unique education. Now, hold that thought for a second. First of all, do we know how Rav Steinzelsner of Singer met? Like, was this a, did one find the other? Like, I mean, I assume at some point one brought the other one in, right? Well, if you read the book in the introduction, it oh! explains how, <laughs> how, uh, how uh, Rav Dov was a student of three great rabbis who had a different slant on uh, modern Orthodox Judaism. They were Rabbi, Rabbi Steinzelts, uh, Rabbi Menachem Fruman, and Rav Shagar. Uh, and uh, actually, at one point, there was a yeshiva set up by by these three rabbis together, and Rav Dov was one of the few students in the beginning. It didn't last that long. That but Shefa? He, yes. Uh, and I they, remember that name. Yeah, yeah. And and so that's that's where he, he hooked up with Now, them. the point you just made, Rabbi Gottlieb, there are many who would argue, and you may have made this argument back then when you were head of school, maybe even today, that a lot of these elements that you just described, we have some of those or some part of some of those in our, what I like to call the Yeshiva League, right? The Yeshiva high schools that we generally, uh, you know, associate with. And, you know, when it comes to tefillah, when it comes to relationship, there are really solid relationships with rabbis that students have and teachers that students have, both men and women uh, high schoolers, that have, you know, with their mentors. And a lot of that does exist here. Is, sure, it, is it completely sure. on a different level there? What did you discover there that we were lacking here? Sure. Well, well, the first thing is another structural thing. I find that, like, the deep structures, how things are organized, the 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 culture, um, the environment of, a, of an organization can tell you a lot about the inner workings of an organization, right. of course. This is, you know, basic. But Makor Chaim is a residential yeshiva. It's right. a dorm yeshiva. So the boys are learning there, they're living there, they're eating there, it's a totally immersive experience. So that already creates the conditions for a kind of an openness, a kind of degree of reflectivity. Um, but the deeper point about the relationships between Rebbeim and Talmidim and, and teachers is that it's not just at the level of, of affection. It's at the level of what the Rambam calls a chaver l'dea, a friendship that's based on ideas. Mm-hmm. So the I, I find... That the best relationships, the most the most long lasting, the most durable, the most meaningful relationships, and this could take place in America, this can take place in Israel. This is not exclusive to Mokar Chaim, but the the nature of those relationships strike deeper than just 
the warmth and the affection and going to the ball game and 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 sharing activities sharing um it's not just shabbatonim it's not just shabbatonim it is it goes to the to the deepest recesses of of a talmud or, or rebbe's psyche in terms of how we see ourselves what are what are our core values what are our essential commitments how do we go about articulating that how do we go about creating communities that reflect those values that shared enterprise of creating a yeshiva of of deep um, ideas of of deep purpose and mission is, I think, very distinctive to the Makor Chaim experience, and partially because it's a dorm experience, partially because in Israel, culture and yadus and political life are all more seamlessly or more integ- right. integrated right. In, in a more holistic fashion right all right we got to uh we'll do both sides those students who come here but let's start with those students from here who go there it, it happens uh, and you decided it should be what grade that has representatives yeah. that go to israel 10th grade 10th graders yes and parents cooperated with you uh it, <laughs> it became a, a a fan favorite pretty quickly and how many did you send each year Generally 10, but it went up to as many as I think 13. So I assume those numbers continue these days, right, around that? Well, this year we had about 15. Wow. We had about 18 last year. Wow. Uh, yeah. so, it's, so, it's so It's gotten larger. So this, so this large gathering of students are now taking off how much time from their American uh, institution? Six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks, and obviously there's a lot of studies they have to either make this up This is or, a complex operation. I can we, only imagine. And yes. you have a lot of teachers and, and counselors who are helping you with this thing, right? Absolutely. When, when you're going through this whole thing. I, I just, a, a shout out to, to an individual <laughs> that it, it would not be possible without uh, the effort of Tova Rosenberg, hmm. who has been tirelessly devoted to this project and I mean, the nuts and bolts. I mean, as you alluded to, yeah. the, the idea of general studies that we have to ensure the students are not losing and a it's step. 10th grade it's 10th not grade. not to minimize the seniors right. but it's not 12th grade you know right. what i'm it's saying not it's dafka not 12th grade <laughs> right. because we want to create this transformative experience early on in the high school you know years so that it can have an impact back on mta right it, these it, kids it, could return to mta and make a real roshame in the life and the culture is that return difficult because now you know their colleagues i don't know could have a sense of jealousy or I don't know, you know, feel feel different from this group that just had this really unique and essentially once in a lifetime, maybe on paper it's not once in a lifetime, you get what I'm saying, sure. experience? Look, I think, you know, high school boys uh, can certainly, um, you know, have different emotions and experience different things and rivalries and, and, and the like, but generally speaking, overwhelmingly speaking, uh, the reception of the students back has been extremely look the kids are happy to see their friends right. and and the boys really bring back something of value that right. you know with with some tweaking with some fine tuning can really impact the the larger community did you know this right away when the first class came back did you see it, it the, was electric from from day 1 were you did you have some fear when when the of course, experiment was of going course, on that, of course <laughs> that it may not work out like <laughs> if i didn't have some fear the faculty my faculty reminded me that i should have some fear <laughs> i like i tell my kids if i wasn't nervous i'd be nervous exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and they come back and i mean it sounds like you know and they come back and everything went well again overwhelmingly the boys describe this experience as 
profoundly meaningful. Are they some spe- boys are it's mamish a transformation. Right. Some boys it's you know a wonderful experience, a one off, so to speak. Right. Um, that's according to each kid by the nature of their neshama and, and their capacity for new experiences and and dramatically different cultural engagements. Right, and we'll get to Ephraim in a minute, but um, is it the same schedule? Are they doing what the Makar Chaim 10th basically, graders are doing? Basically, the, the Lumude Kodesh is in, integrated into right. what we're doing in Makar Chaim. They're hearing a shiur like yeah. everyone else there is hearing Right, yes, and they have they have a haruta to speak English. We have about 25% of our student body, the Israeli student body speaks English. Right. So uh, they're, they're helping them out. And uh, and this the, we br- they, they, we bring in it's Tova's work. She's great. She brings in. We, we have special teachers who come in to teach them according to the curriculum of right. MTA. So they get back to school, studies. meaning here, and they're basically they could they could sit in class. They could sit in science class, correct, without a problem. I, I just want to add sure. about the tremendous influence this has not only on eleventh and twelfth grade, but also on ninth and even eighth mm-hmm. grade. How? Because it's such a competition to be one of those people who are so lucky to go on this program that kids come to MTA in the first place to, co- to go to this program, and the ninth graders really work hard to excel so they could be chosen to be the ones to go. So it affects the entire school. Unbelievable. Uh, special guests in our studio, Yassi Baumel is here, Mark Gottlieb is here, Ephraim Engelmeyer will introduce to you in a moment. I do remind you that all of this, as we talk about Makar Chaim and this unique relationship that they have with uh, MTA, and who knows, maybe there'll be more schools that want to uh, <laughs> do this in the future. <laughs> I remind you that uh, Rav Dov Singer and uh, Yassi Baumel and Duvidal and uh, a great group of uh, student musicians, we're told, are all going to be part of the remainder of this tour uh, as you um, could purchase the book, Repair My Prayer, which is a recent release from Rabbi Singer, as you heard, and it's available at the Koran website and on the Amazon website. Uh, tonight, they're going to be at the main New York City event. It starts at 7 p.m. at Lincoln Square Synagogue. You are all invited. Congregation Renat Yisrael and Teaneck tomorrow night, beginning at 7.30. They're in Cleveland from Thursday through Shabbat. So if you're in the Cleveland area, check that out. And then Sunday, March the 1st, at the Young Israel of Woodmere, this coming Sunday morning, starting at 9.15 in the morning. Now, Ephraim uh, Engelmeyer is here. Shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom, Nachum. It's a pleasure being here. And it's a pleasure having you here. Um, so to give me a little family history. You're, you were born in Israel, or your parents made Aliyah after you were born? How did it work? I was born in Queens okay. uh, in the year 97. And when I was half a year old, my parents made Aliyah to Israel. And they moved to what city? Uh, at first, we lived in Ranana for nine years. And then uh, when I was nine years old, we moved to the Golan Heights, where I the remaining of my... Uh, Childhoods with there. And what city in the Golan? Chispin. Oh, you're in Chispin. Wow. Chispin. You're. Yeah. My parents lived there until today, and I uh, recently last year got married, Bo Hashem. Mazal Tov. And, uh, and we live in Kfartapuach. Wow. Chispin is like quite a ride from a Chaim, isn't it? <laughs> That's got to be a two hour drive, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't. I actually, I didn't learn in Makor Chaim when I was in high school. Uh, I learned at a school that we so call uh, cousins with Makor Chaim. Got the school it. school I learned is called Hazorim. And it's in uh, in the north near Tiveria's. And the Rosh Yeshiva, his sons learned at Makor Chaim. And he uh, started a yeshiva in the north, which is smaller than Makor Chaim, but with relative ideas in Chinuch and uh, that has to do with Makor Chaim. Interesting. All right. So now before we talk about the, uh, the more recent topic, which was this exchange that goes on, uh, this unique program, uh, American students, New York students, and Makor Chaim students, uh, what about the philosophy and the... Uh, uh, the structure that we've been discussing. We've been um, uh, uh, speaking about how unique Makar Chaim is when it comes to Torah study, spirituality, 
the experience one has with their abeim, et cetera, in this school. What can you tell us about that? Well, um, the philosophy uh, actually has been written down in the beginning of the book right. by uh, Elchanan, Rav Elchanan Nir. The mission statement. And, uh, <laughs> and actually, for learning the philosophy, I'm now at a, at a teacher's course in Makor Chaim, which is called Lifnai Velifnim. And over there, Rav Dov and uh, uh, several members that taught or are still in Makor Chaim uh, teach the philosophy behind. And the main uh, idea in the philosophy of uh, teaching in Makor Chaim, besides uh, the Torah teaching and, uh, and everything, is actually chinuch uh, by connecting to your students. Connecting to the students, also something that Rav Dov likes to talk about also in prayer, is uh, bringing in the third member of the party, which is uh, Hashem. Right. So, uh, so when I teach a class, I'm, I'm a teacher this year, and also last year, so when I teach a class, I don't only come and give them the, <coughs> uh, the stuff that they need to learn, but actually I want something to happen in the class between us. It's not only uh, Wikipedia that's, you know, of uh, some, some things that they have to know that they could open, every kid could open today on the internet, but actually rather uh, something happens between me to the students. I connect to them, and through the connection, uh, the chinuch happens. And therefore also, um, Rav Dov told me, and if it's okay, Rav Dov told me that one of the things that MTA was afraid of when they sent their students was that... Uh, that the students will ta- call their rebbies like they call in Israel by their first name, like Rav Dov and not <laughs> Rabbi Singer. <clears throat> How would that go over, Rabbi Gottlieb? <laughs> it depends who, right? Ask some of, of the rebellion. Don't ask the old timers, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> so they were afraid of that uh, uh, that thing, but that's part of the method that we're connecting to our students. Right. We want them to call our first name. We want to be uh, more close to them. Where today, uh, the rabbis. People understand more or live more at it that they're not uh, perfect. You know, right. we're we're also people. There's a certain uh, thing that Rav Dov likes to joke about in one of the uh, stories of Rav Nachman. There's a uh, in the story somebody comes comes into to to somebody in the story talk about it, and then uh, and then he says, you know, he looks like uh, a person. He's talking to me like a person, but how does he know what I'm thinking? So you know. And he sees, you know, so maybe he's not a person. Maybe he's an angel. And then he says, no, he, but he's talking to me like a person. So he started to call him a rabbi. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought it was a rabbi. Mm-hmm. But today we know that when a rabbi comes to the class, he brings his whole uh, his whole self. Like the student, we want him to bring him his whole self. And it comes with also uh, the fact that we're not perfect. And therefore, I could also have the third party in and say, listen, I don't know what to do. Help me out. And therefore, in Mekor Chaim, they really, every um, rabbi has the names of uh, the mothers of the students also, so that you know you should daven for your students. Not only uh, teach That's them, nice. but you have to daven and say what's going to happen. You know, uh, help me out with this, and uh, that's part of the method. You know that there is a tradition. Uh, that's unlike what Ephraim just described, where people address their rabbeim in the, the third person. In the third person. And this is I went to Karen Yavde. <laughs> so you're familiar with that? Absolutely. <laughs> and and many especially people, yeshiva. especially in what many would call the yeshivish world, right. are makbid to do just that. And I think sometimes, and not to get either of us in trouble, Rabbi Gottlieb, but I think sometimes 
people do forget, as Ephraim just alluded to, if I understood him correctly, that these are quote unquote regular people, you know, meaning Arabaim, are quote, and I, and I mean that obviously with the grain of salt that you know is expected, uh, and and that they are, you know, as that they are also imperfect, so to speak. They are not perfect, and that and from that alone, there's a tremendous amount we can learn. Absolutely, the the reverence and respect in which the Makor Chaim Talmidim hold Rav Dov, I would put that on a par with any of you know, our stateside or more traditional Haredi-esque yeshivas in terms of how Talmudim relate to their Rebbeim. Uh, And it comes from a different root in the sense that what Ephraim was describing is is very critical to the the educational philosophy of Makor Chaim. One of the most distinctive practices that is, uh, that governs the the life and the culture of Makor Chaim is, is known as the Blitz, without cynicism. And it's essentially a circle of discussion, a circle of reflection, a circle of confession, where the Tamidim and the Rebbeim are engaged in, in this honest, searing, open discussion of who they are and what they're, what's troubling them. And, and that what that the must shock are. some of the American students. It, it, it has did. to. It did. Shock them into silence. I can only imagine <laughs> they're sitting there, you know. They got used to it. it it's something that, it, like any good educational practice or any practice more broadly, it requires habituation and, and right. you know, repetition and development. So it's not going to, you're not going to get it in one, in one shot necessarily. Right. But to acclimate yourself to that type of openness and to that type of transparency, um, it reaps tremendous benefits psychologically, educationally, um, and ultimately as a way towards Yerushalayim. Who do you teach? Is it younger kids? Is it high school kids? Who are you um, teaching? I teach uh, younger kids I, uh, today. What we would I, call elementary school? Yeah, elementary school. I teach elementary school. I teach them uh, Mishnayis and Tanakh in the afternoons. Is it possible to, to get them to be you know more spiritually open even at a young age? I would think high schoolers, you know, I get it when, you know, High schoolers are at a stage in life where you know where, where this really you know fits with the way they they continue to grow. But even in that age, you could see a difference. Yeah, so I'll back up and I'll tell you that uh, part of the reason I decided uh, that I want to go into chinuch and be a teacher was because I had a great teacher uh, when I was in fifth grade, wow. which had a great impact on my life. That's always a good thing. And uh, and I and what school that, was that in? It was in the Talmud Torah in the Golan in Chispin. Wow, I was the first class that started there. And my teacher was with us for four years, since fifth grade to eighth grade. And pretty much uh, in sixth grade, I knew my life wasn't going to be my life like before. Um, and the main thing he did with us wasn't now talking spiritually, but with kids, they actually understand very deep things in a very simple way. It's us, the adults, that you know have to use all the, <laughs> all the stuff that are you know from here and from there in the Makoros. But the kids have a very simple... Uh, uh, way of, of of understanding things, you know. We uh, just just this past week, when I was with Rav Dov in uh, in Boca, somebody came over to him and said a very nice thing that Rav Dov liked too. That when we learn from Yaakov Avinu davening, right? He said Katonti, right? Mikola Chasadim, Mikola Emet. Right. So this uh, this young guy said that Katonti is a Chanalit Fila. Why is Katonti a Chanalit Fila? So we understand it. I have to understand it. Hashem did so good, so much good with me, and from there I start davening to Hashem. But mm-hmm. he said he could also understand it as katonti that become a kid again, 
a kid knows how to say thank you. A kid knows that somebody's helping him, even though we, the adults, say he's maybe not get, saying get it the right. Get back to basics. Yeah, back to basics. But he knows that there's somebody who's taking care of him. It's so built in in us. And then, you know, we have to get back to it. So right. with the little kids, maybe I don't talk to them like with older people. Right. The schmooze they, is different. Yeah, the schmooze <laughs> is different, but they, they really understand. They really understand uh, things. I'll go through the information again in a moment. But but first, wh- where is everyone now? Are the 10th graders from MTA now in Israel? Or no, they, no, no, no. Our back? boys are here and they're playing tonight uh, along with everybody else. Oh, our, the, in our, the band. Yeah. And the MTA kids, what month do they go? November. November. Oh, so they're in the early part of the school year. Yeah. And now this is the time of year when the Israeli students are here. And if I would walk into MTA on a day this week, I would see them. I mean, they'd be in regular classes. And again, I assume doing the same thing, having someone on their end making sure that their secular studies go as well. Because I would assume, knowing Makar Chaim, that they take their secular studies very seriously. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I would, yeah. Oh, you could tell us. I mean, they, they, they take their secular studies as, as seriously yeah. as they take their Judaic they studies, do. right? They do. Yeah. Um, also, we mentioned about the three boys, and we got to know, obviously, to a slight degree, the world got to know their families. It's obvious that they were very high-quality boys. I mean, and, and we see the type of high-quality parents they have. Uh, and, and people should not think that it's a coincidence. Obviously, the yeshiva is attracting a, a certain type of boy and family. And, and Yossi, you've had this experience now because you're working with so many of the families as the yeshiva continues to grow and buildings are being built. Uh, I mean, you're meeting some really high, some of the best in in, in the Jewish world. It's very interesting because there are a lot of people who, the parents who don't buy into exactly the way we do things. For example, we let the kids, if they want to grow their hair long, they'll grow their hair long. If they want to wear a black hat, they wear a black hat. We don't go into the ex- externals. And a lot of the parents who send their kids to us don't buy into everything that we have, what the basis of our philosophy, our educational philosophy. Right. But they send their kids because they see the results. And, uh, that speaks I, for itself. Yeah, huh? Absolutely. I just wanted to point out sure. that we were talking before about uh, about the the third partner and right. how we relate to rabbis in third in, in, in third, third person. Uh, Rav Dov loves to point out that when you pray, when you stand in Amidah, the most common word you use to refer to God is Ata, you. In the second in, in, in and the first God. person, right to God. So. You know, we need to build an intimate relationship with God, so we need to build like an intimate relationship with our teachers as well. Well said. Ravdov Singer is out with a brand new book. We're calling it brand new because now it's available in English. It's called Prepare My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul. It's a Magid book release, which means our friends at Koren have it, and obviously Amazon and other booksellers have it as well. Ravdov Singer is the featured speaker during this entire tour uh, in the United States, including uh, the main New York City event tonight at Lincoln Square Synagogue. Starting at 7 p.m., Congregation Renat Yisrael tomorrow night in Teaneck starting at 7.30. Uh, we mentioned that for Shabbat, he's in Cleveland with the Fuchs Mizrahi School at the Community Shabbaton. And Sunday, March 1st, is coming Sunday morning at 9.15, your opportunity to meet him, buy a book, and to hear him speak at the Young Israel of Woodmere. That starts at 9.15 this coming Sunday morning. Information about all of this, 917 929 8525. That's 917-929-8525 and org. M-A-K-O-R Rabbi Gottlieb, are you still involved on a day-to-day basis with this? Or is this, are you here as the I'm, founder or are you here as uh, well, somebody? I'm, I'm in a new role in Makor Chaim. Oh. I, I'm involved in the American Friends of Makor Chaim, which is a 501c3 that was set up uh, a number of years ago to assist in this very significant As it continues to expand. And has, exactly. And, you know, I've had the privilege of seeing the new campus on Derech Avot, 
uh, right how outside in the Vedania. How different is it from when I saw it? It's got to be much different at this point, right? I would assume. Uh, I think there's uh, one and a half buildings more well, than what you saw. Than what you so see, it is quite. Kima Kima is the Gaula, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the progress has been quite significant. Let's put it that way. Well, not as quickly as we wanted to, because right. uh, we had a little argument with the education ministry about the the contractor for the for the high school building. Right, but Jesse Bauma would tell us that's typical in Israel, right? No, 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 no. no. What's what's Isn't not there always government what, involvement? What's not in typical is that Makorchaim stood reared on its back uh, hind legs and made sure and refused to accept a, a bid contractor and because the high school building the, the education ministry pays for most of it right and they have a say in who we choose and we refuse to accept their church and that's and for half a year we were just held up because of that but about two weeks ago they started working and uh, working they're going at full force if you go to our Facebook page, Makor uh, Chaim Campus, uh, you'll see, you can get da- almost daily reports on how we're progressing over there. I would assume there are people, uh, based on this conversation, now knowing the geography, because, you know, when you're close to Shalim, you can get a lot of visitors, would like to actually see the campus, and I assume if they're in touch with you, they can come Absolutely. visit and see the whole thing. Have, it's have literally, how far from Neve Daniel? A minute? It's, yeah, it's below the valley, in the valley right. below Neve Daniel. Uh, and there they could see exactly what's going on in terms of the progress uh, and, uh, and I, I want to highly recommend to people to contact us to come come visit. We have a lot of tour groups that come to us. Some of them are not even Jewish, and they see how our kids pray, they, how, how our kids learn. And they, we had a group from Singapore recently. We had uh, evangelicals come, and we have groups from various shuls throughout the world who come. They sit and learn with us in the Beit Midrash for a while, and then they have a little talk with Rav Dov. It's a really a very special tourist experience, and we've been getting more and more people coming with tour operators coming to the yeshiva, and, of course, a tour of, uh, of Derech Avot with its uh, ancient mikvahs and ancient Roman milestones is, is, is included. It's really a very special experience. So if people from Singapore buy the book, you're not going to be surprised? Honestly, in many ways, the book... The book uh, can appeal to any human being because Rav Dov says that the human being is, is not a homo sapien. He's a homo mispalulus, that, that there's a basic instinct to pray that's implanted in every human being and according to Rav Nachman in every blade of grass even. And I, I, we, what we have to do is take away the things that prevent us from connecting up uh, to God. Was a very, we had a very interesting conversation yesterday uh, with one of the teachers in, in the local school in Boca um, he was trying to dis- ask, how, do, how can I prove each prayer? And Radov said, let me ask you a question. If I can improve your relationship with your wife, if you could come home to your wife, and instead of re- walking in on your telephone and saying, okay, where are the kids? And uh, if you could would instead would stop for a moment in the car when you park, turn off the engine, think for a minute about how, you, how much you really, really respect and love your wife, well, that she does for you and for your family, and then walk in, take the breath, and then walk into the house, you'll act completely different. I could work with you. I work with couples as well. I would like to make your relationship with your wife deeper and, and, and more significant. Are you interested? And the guy started to stutter. He didn't. He wasn't let, sure. He wasn't sure. He wasn't sure. And he said, this is what same relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We have to take a breath. We have to take a step back. And it's the same, the, the idea of communication is at the basis of everything over here. We have, we have planned an a, a organization that teaches people to communicate, nothing to do with religion altogether. And we, the, we know that the Lubavitchers and, and Arizal and others say that before you start praying, you're supposed to say, I accept upon myself the mitzvah of loving my neighbor as myself, which is the way Rav Dov opened up the, the funeral of the three boys. Wow. The connection to God starts with being able to connect up to your fellow human being, and there's a lot of that in the book, and I think that every human being, every single human being of any religion could really benefit from the book, even though there were a lot of 
Jewish sources in the book, but really what, what's done there is something that super, supersedes just the Jewish people. A uh, book is called uh, Prepare My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul. Uh, whether you go to the events this week or not, make sure to buy the book. All right, Rabbi Gottlieb, you, know I, you knew I would get to this question eventually because you know me uh, relatively well. Do you think that the experience that these 10th graders from the United States are having uh, eventually, in many cases, leads to a greater love of Israel and the eventuality that they will more likely uh, be in Israel in their adult life compared to others their age? That's a great question. Look, the chaos of influences in, in teenage years are <laughs> great profound. Way. Great way of putting it, yeah. <laughs> um, having said that, and, and so that just means we have to be humble when we make these sorts of claims or projections or predictions. But, I mean, there's no question in my mind that the atmosphere and the culture, it's not just the, the warmth, but the values that are instilled in the Makor Chaim community of of a kind of independence that's still conscious of community, a kind of reflection on what and who one is, uh, a sense of um, the value of language and, and mm -hmm. the value of deliberation and preparation. These are all qualities which promote leadership. I mean, we talk about leadership incessantly in the United States and you know, around the world, in the West, you know, leadership is such a mantra but we really don't know what it means. And when you see the Makor Chaim Talmidim in action, when you go to the yeshiva, when you see them come visit MTA, when you see how they take the opportunity to, to really introduce a new program, a new tochnit, a new zemer, you see that it's a cauldron or, or a, a breeding ground for leadership. I'm convinced that in 20 to 30 years, the highest echelons of Israeli government, military, Commerce, Chinuch, will be populated by Bogrim of Makor Chaim. I'm, I'm convinced of that. And I think our Talmidim, the MTA boys that experience this firsthand, cannot but be affected by the environment. I wish it were more, and I right. wish it were you know, an even more immersive experience, but that taste of six to eight weeks in Israel and then having the boys from Makor Chaim come and reinforce those values... I've, I mean, students have told me today, years later, 10 years you know, plus after the program, what it's done for them. They've gone into Chinuch, they've, they've made Aliyah, they've seen you know, their place in the community in a more clear, um, compelling fashion. I, I think it, it's, it's a, fast, you know, a fantastic way to underscore and, and give a, a concentrated dose of all the things that we we claim to value in, in the modern Orthodox Dati Lumi community. And on the list of values you mentioned, we could add the value of nationhood. Because oh, I, think, I think that also adds to one's projection of what type of leader they can be when they understand. Sure, what the nation is, right. what their role in the nation, what they and owe the, the nation. And where the epicenter of the nation yes, is. Yes, absolutely. No, it, there, there's, there's no question about it. So, you know, to the extent that yeshivas can embrace some of the values, naturally understanding that it has to be grafted on to the organic culture of, of each and every yeshiva that that you know wants to have this relationship. MTA will look different than Fuchs Mizrahi, will look different than you know another yeshiva that might uh, adopt such a, a partnership program, and that's fine. That's that's healthy and good. But there's no question that the the core values that Makor Chaim represents and instills um, 
has a deep and lasting impact on on the boys and, if, the, and the community and the and the school. Ephraim, you're not here to recruit ninth graders, are you? That I assume that that the ninth graders are you could sell out the program in a second, right? There's no no need to recruit people to go next year, correct? Actually, uh, we were hoping that Rav Dov would be joined by his wife for this trip because he needs a chavrusa for life. And instead, uh, Ephraim volunteered to pay his ticket just to spend the time with Rav Dov as a student at our, our teacher training program. And it's somebody who wants to learn more. So he's just been, he's been learning Dafayomi with him every day. And, uh, so he doesn't have to go to MTA and make a presentation. No, 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 no. He came here for himself. He came here for himself. Selfish purposes. You know what? When I came to work in... And I, I, I've, I've told people that my davening and a lot of things have changed as I come to Makar Chaim. And one of the people who work there said, people don't know. They, when they come to work from Makar Chaim, they think that Makar Chaim, they come to work so that Makar Chaim benefits, but they come so that they themselves benefit. It really has changed my life as well also. What is the procedure? It's now February. Do we know what ninth graders are going to be going in November? Or it doesn't work that quickly or what? Well, you, we, we, don't, we wouldn't know which ninth graders are going 10th graders. Well, um, next year's 10th graders. Yeah, next year's 10th graders. No, we wouldn't know that, that yet. I think that takes place in the beginning. Oh, of it the used to take year. place in the beginning of the, of the academic year or the end, the of very the end of, of this, you know, right. of the ninth grade year. Right. So it, I think it's too early. Um, but the kids are seeing, the ninth graders are now seeing the Mekorchaim visitors and seeing what they're able to, to add to the community. And they're seeing their you know, 10th grade, sometimes peers and people that they know. And so they're getting a little bit of a feel for it. How right much now. longer are they here? It lasts another, what, couple of weeks? How much longer are they here? I mean, they're not here until Pesach, I'm sure. No, no, no. The, the, they're back for Purim. Oh, they're back in Yeshiva Purim. So that's it. And these are the last couple of weeks yeah, of it. That's right. Don't uh, miss the Sarachek tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's talk They've about the important, let's talk about the important the stuff from I got leave. Come on. <laughs> uh, Nachum, I have to tell you that yeah. while I'm sitting here, I'm getting messages <laughs> I'm getting messages from Cleveland, from oh, Florida, how funny. they're listening to the program. That's great. And, and I just wanted to explain that we, we're doing, we're very limited in our resources, especially since there's no government and we, they cut right. our... There's our, no I, government. I like that. <laughs> Will there be one Monday or you don't know? <laughs> Let's not talk about politics. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. We, we should know that our approach to politics, well, well, it's not an approach to politics, but politics is so divisive in the United States and in Israel right. that... What we try to do is to bring people together, yeah, not to separate people. Opposite, right? But I just wanted to point out that we're do, with our limited resources, we're doing different types of experiments with schools here in the United States. So with MTA, like, well, we know MTA, MTA right? it's with the students. Right. In Fuchs Mizrahi in Cleveland, it's with the staff. We've basically taken the entire Judaic Studies staff, turned them into a Chabura. They came to us for intensive training in, in Israel. Uh, Rav Dov was there uh, twice, will be back there a third time now. And uh, his son, uh, Yishai Zinger, who runs the our, our, our teacher's training program, Lafnai Vilifnim, uh, has been there as well. They do Skype uh, every week, and it's just an unbelievable thing. And we're having this conference where educators are coming from across the country to uh, to Fuchs Mizrahi to take part in, 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 in the conference there. Uh, this, by the way, I know, you, I thank you for pushing all our events, but that event is not really open to the public. Uh-huh. It's sort of like Got in it. the school and in, in a hotel, Shabbaton. Got it. Uh, but, uh, oh, it's it, more we, like an educator's we, conference. Right, but we put it on the program just right. so people should understand the kind of work that we're doing uh, throughout the world. And that's not just for Tila. That's a, generally how to educate it, children. It's mainly right? focused on, on, on training teachers to be emotionally intelligent and sensitive. No matter what they're teaching. And, and yes, yes. Yes, yes, we've we've had uh, secular. Right. I, I'll tell you, for example, this week, a uh, teacher at at uh, Sims School of Business at YU uh, came into class and told his class, "All of you must buy the book; it'll change your life." 
From a business standpoint? Yes, yes. So do either of you I, I, do I, I, either I, I, do either of you want to expound on that? For no, a basically, Mark spoke about it. Already. He spoke about leadership qualities, and, and that's and, and that's in the book. Yeah. You'll you'll pick those up. It'll enhance one's leadership capabilities. Let's absolutely. put it that way. A leader. The first thing a leader needs to do is to understand him or herself, and that's that's we hear Moshe Rabbeinu, right? and that's Moshe Rabbeinu. and that's and that's what Rav Dov's mission, and that's what Makar Chaim creates the conditions for that, the possibility to know oneself. Uh, everybody out there, you have an opportunity to still take advantage to hear of Dove Singer speak, to be part of this program with Yossi Baumel and uh, Duvidal, and uh, according to Yossi, at, at the minimum, six quality musicians from Israel, at the minimum. Five from Israel and Duvidal. <laughs> oh, five from Israel and then Duvidal. Uh, and uh, Ephraim's going to be part of that group tonight. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know as a little kid that you'd be required to uh, both speak English and uh, and become a musician? Because that must have put a lot of pressure on you, both English lessons and and, and guitar well, lessons. English, English. I grew up on English. Right, I spoke true. English at home. So, right. and musician, uh, we're musical in the family, like uh, from my mother's side, very much. Like my grandmother plays from just hearing. She never took a lesson in her life, and you play any song to her, and she'll know how to play. I it have seen piano. her play piano. Yeah, I've seen your grandmother yeah, yeah. play piano. So she plays uh, that, and also my sisters play piano, and I picked up a uh, guitar. Are there a lot of English speakers in Chispin? Um, today, much more than it was in the past. What? Much, All much the way more. up there? They're practically assume, in Syria. <laughs> I assume today. I assume today there's something like probably 20, 30 families that speak English in Chispin at least. I think there are probably more. Like uh, Chispin is growing, and I haven't been there for several years living there, right. just uh, coming now and then. But, uh, yeah. Very I, I just want to point out on the JM and the AM, Jewish music in the morning, that uh, if you think of that, here we have the grandson of Rabbi Herschel Schachter, whose wife is, uh, plays music. Rabbi and and and, uh, and, uh, and, and and as the generations go on, there's something happening with music that right. has to do with, with t- getting in touch with God. You know, when we, say, when we pray, we say that God is the, 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 ribbon col- uh, 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 the master of all, all songs, mm-hmm. we, we say. And, uh, and I, I, for example, you, me, and myself, if I would have told my parents I wanted to be a musician, they would have thrown me out of the house. I have two professional musicians uh, among my children. That's so. right. Two sons, correct? No, a son and a daughter. son and a daughter who are yeah. professional musicians in Israel. Yeah. That's why you snuck in this whole thing about the music, to make sure to give them a plug. No, they're doing well on their own. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding around. <laughs> I remember when they started. Boy, it's yeah. amazing, their careers. Uh, anyway, so you have an opportunity to hear of Dove Singer, and the brand new book uh, will be for sale, Prepare My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul. And when you're in Israel, you make sure to visit Makar Chaim. It is on the way to everything, basically, right? You're, no matter where you're going, if you're in this audience, you're likely going to pass the yeshiva. For old time's sake, if you want to come to the yeshiva, I'll take you to Kever Rachel and to Hebron there as well also. There you go. Also. Yes, he's giving the all-inclusive tour. Take advantage, folks. Trust me, it's well worth it, to say the least. Tonight, uh, they're going to be at the uh, main event at Lincoln Square Synagogue beginning at 7. Tomorrow night at Congregation Renat Yisrael and Teaneck starting at 7.30. Sunday at the Young Israel of Woodmere at 9.15. Will you teach a new nigun tonight, or is it going to be standard kumzits, or we'll see how things go? We'll see how things go. Rav Dov always likes to say, I don't know the people yet. I don't know what I'm going to say. We have to no. see what's going on. I, can I tell you something? I arrived there last night with five sets of sources for five different speeches and he made up a, a sixth one on the spot in order to do it last night. And the same thing with the Yarche Kala. I had uh, different things that he had prepared in advance, and he took out a piece of paper and wrote down what he wants to say on the spot. He likes to feel the people before what he starts What can you to learn speak. in 10 minutes with the people? Uh, you 
have to come to one of our events to understand that. But you, when you can connect up with people and you feel them, then you can even connect for a up few to minutes. divine uh, influence and Ruach HaKodesh even, you know. That's how, that's how he works, you know. Interesting. Okay. If you want to see that up close and personal, go tonight to Lincoln Square Synagogue. Information, makarchayim.org, 917-929-8525. My thanks to uh, Ephraim Engelmeyer, to Daraba, and uh, Simcha. our best to everybody in, where do you, where'd you say you were? In, in, uh, in Kfar Tapuach. Kfar Tapuach. In Kfar Tapuach. Um, wow. Bartapuch is probably growing also these days, huh? Yeah. Everything is it's growing. all Thank growing. Yeah, Thank God it's right. Baruch Hashem. Uh, and Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, always a delight. Thank you. Our best to everybody at the Tikva Fund. Of course. Our best to everybody at Makor Chaim USA. Yeshikoach for all you've done, and it's great having you here. And Yassi Baumel. Thank you for bringing, you know, last week we spoke. We didn't realize you'd be bringing us such uh, interesting guests, but they've proven to be uh, quite interesting, and hopefully a lot of people uh, have their interest peaked in actually coming to these events and enjoying Rav Dov Singer, Bezrat Hashem. Yeah, I just wanted to add that I, I really, really want to reach out to the American public to be our partners in our spiritual work and to learn from us, to come visit us, and to also be partners in the building of the new campus uh, on Derech Avot. Yeah, and when they see it, they'll 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 be attracted to, to be part of it. That's why I say, everybody, if you have an opportunity, make sure to visit. Call 917-929-8525. A lot of people will be in Israel in the next couple of months, especially with Pesach, etc. cetera. Uh, if you want Yossi to set aside some time, he will do it. Just be in touch with him, and they'll get it done. Uh, a special... Rosh Chodesh Adar, thank you to all of our special guests on this Tuesday morning at JM in the AM.
attention, please. This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one, to my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two. To my beautiful daughter, Jane, with a Y. <laughs> to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. To my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, tax-free one million dollars. Oh, Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. <laughs> Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> 
the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the prince's telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag, and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Rosh Chodesh morning, Rosh Chodesh Adar. Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcho, one of our great comedy segments that we play in the month of Adar. Great to be back. My name is Nahum Siegel. Thanks to, um, a big thank you to uh, Yoni Pollock, Mark Zamek, um, Avrami Finkelstein, Miriam L. Wallach, and everybody responsible for keeping things going here at JMM and the Nahum Siegel Network during my absence. Uh, great to be back here on a Tuesday broadcast, and a special thank you to our guest from Makar Chaim who just spent some time with us. Uh, if you missed our Yeshiva League sports update, that was earlier with Elliot Weiselberg, and there'll be an archive, of course, you'll be able to catch. And we're going to try to make contact with the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. Tonight they go for 24 in a row. Tonight's a playoff game. That's right. I want to thank those who've been commenting on the app. Thanks to those who've been commenting on the app. Please keep in mind, Chaya Bracha Liba uh, Rachama Basmanya Rifka. Chaya Bracha Liba Rachama Basmanya Rifka. That's from our app. Um, listener Seema says, welcome back, Nahum. Thank you, Seema. Um, <laughs> this listener says, my daughter woke up with a smile saying, now we get the Adar jokes on Nahum Siegel. Thank you. And a very special, um, a special engagement anniversary to Yassi and Devorah Leitner, who got engaged many years ago on Rosh Chodesh Adar. Mazal tov. One of our listeners asked if I could explain uh, what they do with the program and what has to do with MTA. Basically, uh, MTA sends a group of 10th graders every year for a period of a number of weeks to Makar Chaim in Israel and accepts students from Makar Chaim for a number of weeks at MTA uh, in this exchange program, which from what we hear is going very, very well, Baruch Hashem. And in terms of the book, uh, the book is being regarded um, as something that could change one's life, especially in the area of... Uh, of Tefillah, and it's written by Rabbi Dove Singer. Rabbi Dove Singer, you can go to magidbooks.com, you can go to the Koren website. It's called Prepare My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul. Prepare My Prayer, Recipes to Awaken the Soul. Again, it's Dove Singer who is the author. Rosh Chodesh morning here, JM in the AM on this Tuesday as uh, we continue. Uh, here's Ari Boyanju with an Adar selection at JM in the AM. Oh, love is 
Next case, Mrs. Esther Feldman. Coming, Your Highness! What can this court do for you, Mrs. Feldman? I'll tell you what this court can do for me. 
Could give me a divorce for my Jaime. A divorce? How old are you, Mrs. Feldman? I should live and be well, uh, but ten days after next Hanukkah, I'll be 84. Ken Ahura, Mrs. Feldman. Tell me, how long have you been married? 58 years. 58 years and you want a divorce? Why? Why? Enough is enough. JM and the AM on this Rosh Chodesh Adar and our comedy segments, they are in full swing on day one of our uh, comedy segment routines. Can you imagine? I must say I'm very proud of the ones we've selected this morning. Tuesday morning broadcast. Well, Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha. Uh, we know that uh, those words uh, mean a, a, a different things to a lot of different people around the world. For many of us, it means that uh, the likelihood is now that the Yeshiva University men's basketball team is still playing. There were times that they weren't playing in the month of Adar. Now, not only do they play in the month of Adar, but tonight up at the Max Stern Athletic Center, I bet you you'll hear the song Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha at some point during tonight's contest. With us live via telephone, the coach who has coached his team to 24 consecutive victories. Uh, tonight they'll go for 25, but tonight is different. Tonight starts the playoffs in the Skyline Conference. Yeshiva University would love, and all of us would love, if Yeshiva would win their two playoff games this week. And then on Sunday, please God, although I, of course, won't look uh, won't, won't look ahead, uh, then, of course, Sunday will be the Skyline Conference Championship, and then after that, who knows. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, thanks, Nachum. Good morning. What a pleasure to speak with you. It is the uh, eve of the playoffs. I'm sure uh, you and the team have uh, have felt that you've been working toward this all year long. What is it like being completely undefeated in the conference? That not one team in the Skyline Conference was able to defeat you guys this year. Um, I mean, it's definitely a nice accomplishment. Obviously, we're we're you know we're proud of it. It's something that we talked about after the last game and uh, took a second to kind of recognize the value in it and you know as you mentioned now we uh we go into a new season zero and zero uh everybody's even again and uh we have to try to win one game at a time by the way why you ranked 15th nationally that's 15th nationally uh right now among division three uh men's basketball schools in this country um again i don't know what the expectation was that number has gone up and up meaning a lower number but higher in the rankings all season from the time you started to be ranked, I mean, does does 15 mean anything to you? Or basically going into tonight's game, it's irrelevant what the ranking is. Uh, I mean, I think at this point it just means that there's 14 more to go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a challenge. It's, you know, it's exciting, obviously. It's, it's great for the program to, you know, be considered and, and looked at nationally and recognized for what we've accomplished. But uh, our goal, you know, what, what's gotten us there is the fact that we've had goals and, and uh, we've been achieving those goals. So, you know, we just want to kind of keep pursuing them. Elliot Steinmetz is coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. Now, as many know, I wasn't able to actually be there Saturday night for the senior night and the final regular season game of the season. But I caught it on Max Live and I want to recommend to all of our listeners, if you're not there tonight in Washington Heights, I, unfortunately, will not be there. You do what I do. At 8 o'clock, you tune into Max Live, M-A-C-S-L-I-V-E, maxlive.com for all the action. 
Um, it, it, it seemed that the energy Saturday night, as crazy as it's been, and, and you know, I've been there during times, uh, you know, where, where it's been absolutely insane. It seems Saturday night people, you know, who, who've never been at games came out. <laughs> people never cheered at games, started cheering. There's a lot of playoff fever, it seems, at the Max Stern Athletic Center. Did it seem different to you during the last regular season game? I think there was a little more excitement, um, you know, for our seniors uh, who have just done so much over the last four years, and they've really, to an extent, become household names and a lot of with a lot of families who, you know, come to games and watch games and have followed YU basketball over the years, and you know they've accomplished a lot of special things. Obviously, being the first uh, group of guys to go to the NCAA tournament two years ago, um, and you know now obviously continuing with this season and being the first team to be ranked and, you know, go undefeated in the regular season and all the things that they've accomplished. I think that there was a sense of that, you know, respect and, and recognition in the gym and, and the energy kind of followed. Uh, there are injuries on the team and uh, we don't know who exactly we'll see on the court tonight. Obviously that's a decision that you'll make with all the appropriate people uh, at some point later today. Are you happy with the way the team is prepared for tonight's first playoff game? Yeah, we you know we've spent all season developing depth, and um, you know I, I think I think we'll be in very good shape. Uh, our guys are prepared mentally; they're they're ready to go. Um, you know, we have talked to our guys all year that we feel we have sixteen very good college basketball players on our team, and then any one of them can step up at any time and and do their job and and make us successful. So you know, I, I don't know what'll be the situation yet tonight, but we uh, we expect the same. Uh, you know situation no matter what and and in terms of a crowd i know this is not your department or concern which i honor uh but just as a word to the wise uh we're told that anybody who does want to be there tonight at 8 p.m they should arrive much earlier than 8 p.m yeah i i I heard actually even saturday night i heard there were a couple hundred people waiting outside so it definitely makes sense to get there early um tonight is i believe first come first serve in terms of uh getting into the uh gym uh, Coach, what puts a bigger smile on your face when one of your players takes an ill-advised three and it goes in, or one of your players is set up for the most perfect dunk ever and he decides to lay the ball in? <laughs> OFX play on Saturday night was a pretty big smile. <laughs> I mean, that that got the entire world. Anybody watching that, I'm telling you, we were, we were like everybody else, anticipating drama, and he just laid that ball up and in, and that was the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a character, and uh, he was having a good time out there. So, and the definitely fun. and the ill-advised three that goes in, not not exactly the same level of laughter, right? <laughs> no, that that usually concerns me that more were coming. <laughs> that's that's actually true. It, it gives the shooter a terrible boost of confidence, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, coach, good luck tonight. It's amazing to watch. Uh, we're all rooting for you. I'm sure you're feeling it from around the world. There are going to be people in Israel tonight. There are going to be people in Israel waking up at 3 a.m. to watch the game. I think that's something, by the way, you should mention to the players at some point today. No, I definitely will. I mean, listen, we know Lenny Solomon uh, is going to be uh, <laughs> up there rooting and, and cheering at 3 o'clock. So, uh, and there are I'm hundreds, sure there'll be plenty of people. I would argue there are hundreds of others as well. Uh, good <laughs> luck. Uh, we're anticipating an amazing run. I know you won't look past tonight, which I respect, but uh, uh, all we could say is good luck. Hope everybody's going to be healthy and enjoy this experience, and thank you for everything that you've done for the Jewish world and for all of us over all these months. Hey, thank you for the continued support, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at a game soon. Please, God. There he is, Elliot Steinmetz. I sense the excitement in his voice. Did you guys sense the excitement in his voice?
<laughs> Not always easy to sense the excitement in Elliot's voice. But today, I think we got him. I think we got it. I think there was that tinge of excitement. Anyway, uh, tonight, I didn't, I, don't, I didn't even mention who the opponent is tonight. Is that amazing? YU goes to the playoffs, Skyline Conference, and I couldn't even tell you. What is it? Is it Mount St. Mary? I'm going to look it up right now. I couldn't even tell you who they're playing tonight. That's how, that's how much fans like myself uh, feel it's irrelevant who's on the other side of the court. Wow, that's, um, that's something I wish I would have mentioned to him, that we are so confident in this team, we, it's irrelevant to us who's out there with them. Holy cow. I'll tell you, if that doesn't say it all, I don't know what does. Uh, tonight, let's see, playoffs, United States Merchant Marine Academy. I said Mount St. Mary. Uh, it's United States Merchant Marine Academy. They're ranked eighth in the Skyline Conference. They're at the Max Stern Athletic Center tonight, beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure to uh, go to maxlive.com. And, yeah, the numbers at the top of the page where the schedule is, they're, 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 they are accurate. They're 10-0 and at home, 14-1 and on, on the road, 16-0 and in the conference, and on a 24-game winning streak. Unbelievable. Really unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Let's go to our, uh, let's go to our brand new album from Aish. Aish volume number three. My name is Nahum Siegel. Great to be back. Oh, I want to mention before I go to Aish, uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman kosher hot dog sausage and deli is the world's best. They're serving the kosher world since 1954 and they are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H, our friends at Abel's and Hyman today h3 jm in the am Mimelech malchei amlochim Hakodosh baruch hu Shalom aleichem alachei hashores malachei elyon Mimelech malchei amlochim Hakodosh baruch hu
You're going to the bank, and you'll tell them, stick them up. Should I take out the guns first? Should I take out the guns first? Dummy! Certainly you take out the guns first. No, not here in the street. When you get to the bank, you take out the guns, and you say, stick them up. Stick them up. Now, I got it. I got it. When you got all of them stuck up, you'll take out the shopping bag from Corvettes. You'll give it to the teller and tell him to fill it up, please. You'll take the bag of money, you'll tell everybody that's stuck up that they shouldn't move for five minutes because you've got the place surrounded by me. You'll back out of the door. I'll be waiting for you in the car. That's it. And believe me, you got the easy job and I got the dangerous job. You got the dangerous job? I'm going in there alone with two guns against six guards and all those people, and I'm going to tell them to stick them up and fill it up and back out of the bank while you're sitting in the car, and you got the dangerous job? Certainly I got the dangerous job. I can drive. <laughs> Achenu Israel and Achni Machem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Hey, JM Rewind is going to be uh, the visit by our three special guests this morning um, here at uh, JM in the AM about the Makor Chaim uh, unique yeshiva in Israel. Uh, that'll be coming up next. If you missed anything this morning, uh, you'll have it next on JM Rewind right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, I thank everybody for their comments about our comedy acts, our uh, comedy segments. Yes, it's Rosh Chodesh Adar, and the comedy segments are back. Wishing everybody a wonderful Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh continues tomorrow. Keep that in mind. And tomorrow we welcome the Dean of Yeshiva University's Sai Sim School of Business, who's going to be visiting us here. Uh, dean Dr. Noam Wasserman is going to be visiting us here in studio at JM in the AM. 
Have a fabulous Rosh Chodesh, a wonderful Tuesday, and um, we will speak to you tomorrow morning right here at JMNM. Till then, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.